Michelle Sparks with you, illuminating anorexia, eating disorders, self and body issues. It's Sunday the 31st of July and um, just checking in on some news that's come out of the UK. It's nothing that you probably don't hear wherever you are living, but it's just talking about anorexia cases in kids as young as eight, sufferers blaming social media and cyberbullying. There's also a comment here from, let me just find it, Tom Quinn, Director of External Affairs at the Eating Disorder Charity Beat, said he was concerned that more children were being admitted to hospital because they were unable to access early intervention services in the community. He said, we're concerned that more people are accessing this intensive treatment reserved usually for the most severe cases, as it could indicate that outpatient treatment provision is not strong enough. Accessing effective treatment as early as possible once symptoms appear gives the individual the best chance for full recovery. So I just really wanted to speak to that just briefly today. I know that here in Australia it's the same sort of statistics. Younger people presenting with these problems, um, presenting to inpatient treatment, and I'm not aware of a lot of um, great... Uh, you know, I'm just thinking about parents and teachers and families in our communities, young people, obviously, early intervention. And I just want to offer a few thoughts to parents. You know, the number one thing I want to say is my heart is with you and for you. This, I think, we are living in, you know, it's 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 tough. I just want to commend you for the work you do as parents I think, as I've said in other podcasts and YouTube videos, I think it's not just social media. I think there's a lot going on in our environment that makes it very understandable. I think that we are seeing more more manifestations of anxiety, eating disorders, and we are seeing that in younger ages. Uh, this is... a uh, uh, What's the word? This is a fruit of many, many factors that are affecting us as families and communities and individuals. There's a lot going on, isn't there? Yes, there is a huge exposure to social media. And, you know, in this particular article, a previous sufferer says she thinks that, you know, she blames social media presenting this perfect image that kids feel they need to strive for. I would like to suggest that it's more than just a perfect image. In fact, I would I would like to suggest that it's got more to do with, um, you know, there's broader images that kids are seeing that can make them feel anxious and um, vulnerable and that the best thing that we can do, uh, you know, here's some practical thoughts. Here's some practical thoughts. Let's just make it as practical as we can. The reality is we are living in an age where there is a lot of access to ready images that can be disturbing. Um, that can be promoting perfection when we know as adults and more mature people that perfection is impossible. Um, we know that kids need to have a sense of acceptance and belonging and that as they move into their adolescent years, particularly that being rejected and excluded from social groups can be extremely challenging and a real problem. So here's just a few thoughts that I just want to share with you know, I'm thinking of the people, the adults that have power to influence or, you know, our words, people, myself included. I'm an auntie. 
I'm a person that interacts with young people. I love young people. I interact with them regularly. I find myself wanting to hear them, wanting to build them up, wanting to affirm them, wanting to nurture everything that I can that is good and wholesome and healthy about them because I am very aware that they are living in an environment that is often stripping them of their sense of worth and value and security. So I think as older people, um, teenagers, youth workers, community workers, um, older brothers and sisters, aunties, uncles, you know, it, it takes a tribe to raise a child. It's so true. So let, here's some thoughts about what we can do to help our kids be more resilient in these challenging environmental, amongst some of the challenging in, and environmental con factors that are in fact at play in our day and age. Let's just face it, they are. Okay, number one, I'm thinking about the individual. How do we help an individual to feel more uh, acceptable, worthwhile, valuable and secure in this environment? Well, here's some thoughts. One, uh, commend character. Commend character. Things you, you notice about this young person, be it honesty, reliability, punctuality, taking responsibility. Um, so commend character, praise qualities, personal qualities, things like being a caring person, being a, a kind person, being a person who shares what they have, being a, being a person who is generous or a good listener. So again, commend character, praise personal qualities. Identify. So this is three, identify and nurture their natural abilities, things that you notice, mom, dad, teacher, older person, they, they will have natural abilities. We all do. There is no one on the planet that doesn't have abilities and um, capacity in and some areas. Some people seem to have capacity in a lot of areas. That's not, this is not about competition. The, the truth is we all are made uniquely and wonderfully and we all have different uh, capacities and giftings and skills and if you come from the background that I come from you know it's not something to be uh, proud of or competitive with someone else it's something to be identified and to nurture to develop to enjoy to harness and allow other people to have their abilities and and not to compete and the the thing that helps us not compete is to know that we are unique and valued and valuable and we can help people to feel that as well. And I'm going to come back to that in a moment. But let me just come back to that third point. Identify and nurture natural abilities. They might be academic things. They might be artistic things. They might be sporting things. They might be a gift to sort of put things together, you know, um, organize things. There's so many abilities that people have, young people. So if you are involved in young people's lives, I would encourage you to identify, really actually get intentional about that, to identify and nurture and help them to nurture those natural abilities, not to the exclusion of developing other abilities and strengths, but just help them to feel good about the things that are innately uh, part of who they are, their natural ability, their natural inclination, rejoice in the fact that it's different to someone else. I mean, if we all had the same giftings and abilities, we would be a very lopsided planet. We wouldn't get the work done. We wouldn't develop the amazing um, 
organizations and services and products that we have that help people to have better lives. So that's, I'm going to just repeat, one, commend character, two, praise personal qualities, three, identify and nurture natural abilities, four, affirm their unique value. And I mean, if you're a parent or a teacher, or even if you've just got your eyes open and your heart open, you will know that even in the same family, even identical twins, there is no two people that are alike. No two people have the same fingerprints, the same retinal prints, the same life experience, the same, even if they share DNA qualities because they're identical twins, they do not have the same experience. They are unique and wonderful created human beings. So they have unique value, unique value. I come from a background where I believe that from a a faith space as well. I believe we're created with unique value, that we are wired with giftings and abilities, that our lives have purpose. So if you have that background in your spiritual DNA, if that's part of what you you have inside your foundations, you can impart that to a young person as well. And that is so important. Regardless of what you have, if you can impart to them that they are wanted, that they are valued, take time to affirm their foundations have been wanted of being valued. Another really practical thing is to make time to do things with that young person as often as you can. Mums and dads, maybe I know you are stretched. I know you would have a lot on your plate and every life has different seasons and different challenges. But where possible, just try and make things as seamless and inclusive as possible. I'm not a mum so or dad, but I am a person that is involved with young people and I am an auntie and I am a friend to young people and I do work with youth and I do engage with youth regularly. So I'm not speaking as a mum and dad and I certainly have no, you know, I'm definitely not wanting to tell you how to, you know, do things that you know very well, but I'm just encouraging you to think as I think about ways to include them in just the day-to-day, whether it's to help you wash up or stack the dishwasher or get the clothes off the line or put them in the clothes dryer, to prepare family meals, to go and shop. I mean, involve them as much as you can. And even if they, uh, you know, maybe, I mean, I know they might dig their heels in and want to do something else. That's okay. But where possible, have some time together. You know, a real protective factor in the development of, um, you know, in reducing the risk factors and the development of eating disorders is to share family meals together. So it's that time, T-I-M-E, that four-letter word, which is a good one, T-I-M-E, sharing time, making time, just opening up spaces in your day that can help involve a young person to prepare a meal, to, to clean it away, to eat together, to talk about the day to share something good, something that happened that was good. Dig deep if you have to and maybe share something that concerned you or bothered you and maybe have some time around that. If you pray, pray together. There's nothing like inviting that supernatural presence of the peace of God into the midst of troubling circumstances. So 
let me just reaffirm. One, commend character. Two, praise personal qualities. Three, identify and nurture natural abilities. Four, affirm unique worth and value. Five, shore up foundational security. And what I mean by that is when the seasons of life get tough, when when things change, when uh, friendships fall out, when they you hit hard times, where do you anchor your security? And whatever that is for you, help them to shore it up as well because there are going to be things, obviously, that come their way that, that really test their sense of security, whether it's um, movement, having to move schools or transitional things happening, help them to find a, a solid base of security. You know, that's a big one and I could speak more to that in another session, but I would just encourage you to think about that for yourself, but also for your children or the children that you're working with. You know, yeah, where do you go when things happen around your world that really uh, challenge your security, your base of security for me I I go into the resources I've developed in myself but I I don't it's hard to explain but I I know that I have come to the end of my my ability many times and I've had to go to a deeper space and for me that again has been a faith space where I have had to go, okay, God, I don't know how this is going to work out. You know, I might have lost a job because of disability or whatever, or I might not be able to do something because of disability and pain. That's been part of my history. I think you might have heard me talk about that before. But I've had to really just go deep and go, okay, I'm trusting you because you've said you'll never leave me or fail me or forsake me. And even if there's no human help on the ground, and I've been in places like that, Hopefully your kids are not in those places because they have you in their world. But for all of us at some point, you know, just help them to shore up a sense of security. And, and as a child, that could be that they can rely on you, that you're there for them. And if you're not, someone else will be. Maybe that's where you help them to know that there's going to be caring adults looking out for them and that they can dig into those wonderful character and quality and abilities and value that you have already built up in them to ground them at those times that get challenging and know that there's going to be help. And for me, when human help hasn't been enough, I've gone to God help and I've actually needed both in my world. That's been a very real part of um, reducing anxiety and healing uh wounded places in my world but that's for another that's another that's another message for another time but i am suggesting that apart from commend character praise personal qualities identify and nurture natural abilities affirm unique value i would say as much as you can shore up their foundations of security okay so think about that what does that mean for you and how do you do that in that young person's life Maybe there's resources that you can connect them to. Maybe there's other adults that you can have around their world if you are a single mom or dad or you know you're and you know you're going to be out and about and they need to be home alone. Maybe there are other ways that you can help them to shore up that sense of security. Six, make time to do things or include young people in your life as much as you can. I know that's not going to be the same every day or every season. Where possible, eat a family meal together. If not, if you can't do that every night, 
try and find times where you can do that. I mean, ideally, the evening meal, I know it's not easy because parents are stretched and time poor and traveling from jobs, but this is this is the stuff that really will make a difference in young people's lives. I would also say, talk to your child or your young person about what they expose themselves to in terms of TV, social media, um, and, and messaging. And I would suggest you talk to them about ways to limit exposure to unhelpful messages, whether it's TV or social media. Perhaps you could think about um, a scale. You know, if you think about a scale, scales, then you know there's got to be a balance. If we're listening to harmful messages or unhelpful messages about body, self, security, the bigger environment, global warming, whatever it is, the things that could be concerning your young person, try and balance that up with good messages. There's great stuff to access on TVs. There's wonderful shows about the environment that are good, about history, about animals, about people doing good stuff. I would say shift from bad news to good news. Make sure you, you know, help them look at, if they're going to be watching the other stuff, help talk to them about um, the fact that the news, you know, the TV news is all about the quite disturbing news, but there's other news to expose themselves to. You know, if they're watching stuff about, you know, and they're seeing images that are impossible that, for them to live up to of um, air airbrushed or Photoshop people, help them read through those images Talk to them about what those images are saying to them. How does it make them feel? And what, might it be a good idea to limit some of those messages or exposure to those messages? Another thought is to help them, encourage them, and maybe facilitate for them, if possible, build friendships with people, friends, around their interests, about things that they enjoy, and especially where that focuses on the whole person. And help them think through issues of competition and comparisons. These are the things that um, will really help build resilience in the young people that are in our lives. It's just a few thoughts. I'm going to write those on my blog that will accompany this. Come to my website, michellesparks.com. And um, this this uh, podcast, I haven't got a title for it yet. I'm just literally thinking of this off the bat as I just read this newspaper article this morning. I want to, you know, I want to really encourage and commend parents and teachers. I know the work that is in front of you and the lives that we're living. I know they're stretched out and time poor very often. But uh, don't underestimate these little things that can make a big difference to the young people in our worlds. I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to every older person. Oh, I'm really saying let's look out for our young people. Let's build into them. Let's nurture them. Let's care. Let's build them up. Let's encourage them. Let's affirm them. Let's help them to make choices that lead to health and life rather than lack of health, dis-ease, anxiety, destruction. So with you, for you, in um, helping people do life well, recovering life from difficult spaces and promoting life into healthy, life-affirming places. This is Michelle Sparks. Hit me up with your questions. Hit me up with your feedback. Michelle at michellesparks.com, MP underscore Sparks at Twitter. Love to hear your feedback and uh, just keep the dialogue and the conversation conversation going. Okay, until next time, travel well. Mm -hmm.